Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Hello. Thank you for joining us for the Friday, December 9th, 2022 reading of the Human Health Program. My name is Emily Crocker. On today's program, Slow Cognitive Decline with Flavanols from CNN. And seven ways you can keep your family joyful this holiday season from Healthline. Plus, a brain expert shared his seven hard rules for boosting memory from CNBC News. And more, time permitting. Here's our first report. Slow Cognitive Decline with Flavanols, study says, by Sandy Lamott from CNN. Eating more flavanols, antioxidants found in many vegetables, fruits, tea, and wine, may slow your rate of memory loss, a new study finds. The cognitive score of people in the study who ate the most flavanols declined 0.4 units per decade more slowly than those who ate the fewest flavanols. The results held even after adjusting for other factors that can affect memory, such as age, sex, and smoking, according to the study recently published in the journal Neurology, the medical journal of the American Academy of Neurology. It's exciting that our study shows making specific diet choices may lead to a slower rate of cognitive decline, said study author Dr. Thomas Holland, an instructor in the Department of Internal Medicine at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago, in a statement. Something as simple as eating more fruits and vegetables and drinking more tea is an easy way for people to take an active role in maintaining their brain health, he said. Flavanols are cytoprotective, meaning they protect cells, including neurons, so it's plausible there could be a direct impact on cognition, said Dr. David Katz, a specialist in preventive and lifestyle medicine and nutrition who was not involved in the study. But they also are a marker of higher intake of fruits and vegetables, which is good for the brain because it is good for every vital organ and the organism as a whole, Kat said in an email. They may also be a marker of better overall diet quality or even greater health consciousness. People who are more health conscious may do things to preserve their cognition, or maybe being more health conscious is a byproduct of better cognition, he said a huge family of phytochemicals. Plants contain over 5,000 flavonoid compounds, which play roles in producing cell growth, fighting environmental stress, and attracting insects for pollination. Flavanols, a type of flavonoid, have been shown in animal and some human studies to reduce inflammation, a major trigger for chronic disease, and are rich sources of antioxidants. Antioxidants combat free radicals, highly unstable molecules that are naturally formed when you exercise and when your body converts food into energy, according to the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, which is part of the National Institutes of Health. One of the most common flavanols, quercetin, has shown promise in reducing the onset of colorectal cancer and other cancers, according to studies. Onions contain the highest levels. Lower levels can be found in broccoli, blueberries, cauliflower, curly kale, leeks, spinach, and strawberries. 
Another common flavanol, camphorol, appears to inhibit the growth of cancer cells while preserving and protecting normal cells. Good sources of camphorol are onions, asparagus, and berries, but the richest plant sources are spinach, kale, and other green leafy vegetables, as well as herbs such as chives, dill, and tarragon. A third major player is myricetin, which has been studied in rodents for blood sugar control and the reduction of tau, a protein that causes the hallmark tangles of Alzheimer's and other dementia. Spinach and strawberries contain high levels of myricetin, but honey, black currants, grapes, and other fruits, berries, vegetables, nuts, and tea are also good sources. The last group of flavanols, isorhamnitin, may protect against cardiovascular and neurovascular disease in addition to anti-tumor and anti-inflammatory benefits. Good sources of isorhamnitin are pears, olive oil, wine, and tomato sauce. An older dementia-free population. The new study asked 961 people with an average age of 81 and no signs of dementia to fill out a food questionnaire each year for seven years. In addition, the participants underwent annual cognitive and memory tests and were quizzed on their time spent being physically and mentally active. People were divided into groups based on their daily intake of flavanols. The lowest intake was about 5 milligrams a day, the highest 15 milligrams a day, equal to about a cup of dark leafy greens, the study noted. For comparison, the average flavanol intake in U.S. adults is about 16 to 20 milligrams per day, according to the study. The study looked at the impact of the four major flavanols on the rate of cognitive decline over the seven years. The greatest impact was found with camphorol. People who ate the highest amounts of food with camphorol showed a 0.4 units per decade slower rate of cognitive decline compared with those who ate the fewest, according to the study. Myricetin was next. People who ate the most foods with myricetin had a 0.3 units per decade slower rate of cognitive decline compared with the lowest consuming group. People who ate the most foods with quercetin showed a 0.2 units per decade slower rate of cognitive decline. Dietary isorhamnitin had no impact, the study found. The jury is still out. Despite the apparent positives, studies on the impact of flavanols on human health have been inconclusive, mainly because many are observational and cannot show a direct cause and effect. That applies to the neurology study as well, according to its authors. A few randomized controlled trials, the scientific gold standard, have shown benefits associated with flavanols for controlling blood sugar in type 2 diabetes and improving cardiovascular health, according to the Linus Pauling Institute, home to the Micronutrient Information Center, an online database for nutrition information. It's not known whether these benefits are long-term, the Institute said, and no clear impact has been shown for cancer prevention or cognitive protection. There are other bioactives that may contribute to the observed outcomes, Katz said. Supplemental studies are required to isolate flavonoid effects fully, he said.
There's also a downside to assuming a health impact without the necessary studies to back it up," said Dr. Christopher Gardner, a research professor of medicine and director of the Nutrition Studies Research Group at Stanford University. You can count on Americans wanting the benefits of plants, but not wanting to eat them," he said in an email. What if people read the headline and rush out and buy bottled, extracted flavanols instead of eating whole plant foods? And it turns out it wasn't just the flavanols, but the package deal of everything in those plants instead," he said. Up next, seven ways you can keep your family joyful this holiday season, by Amy Jamieson from Healthline. Bah humbug. This is often the knee-jerk reaction to the holiday hubbub. There are a million gifts to buy, parties to attend, and an overwhelming anxiety about holiday travel. So it's understandable that many people may get fed up with the festivities. In an effort to keep the holiday blues at bay, here are some suggestions from experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics and others for helping keep the joy in everything your family does this season. Try to stick to your schedule. Whether you're three years old or thirty-something, we're all creatures of habit. So try to stick to your regular schedule, even when the holidays are in full swing. There's so much anticipation, preparation leading up to the holidays, as well as traveling, spending time with family, doing special holiday traditions and activities that families end up throwing all routine and schedules out the window, and then expect their children to be well behaved and excited about those special moments. Ari Brown, M.D., F.A.A.P., a pediatrician in Texas and a spokesperson for the A.A.P., told Healthline. Holidays can be overwhelming and overstimulating, especially for young children, which leads to tantrums and tears. Respect your child's need to rest and recharge, she said. That also means eating meals when you usually would. It's easy to skip meals or to go longer between meals due to busy schedules," added Amy Shapiro, M.S., R.D., and C.D.N., the founder and director of Real Nutrition NYC. Although this might be okay for grown-ups, children thrive on routine, and their bodies thrive on being fueled," she said. Shapiro recommends keeping old favorites in your arsenal. During the holidays, we tend to enjoy meals that are out of the ordinary," she said. "I always recommend having one safe food available that you can pair with a new food for your child to try," she said. Do something to help others. Experts say it's difficult to feel bad when you're doing something good, so find people who are in need this holiday and lend them a hand. While you don't need research to tell you that giving to others feels good, there is research out there that supports this. Leslie Becker Phelps, Ph.D., a psychologist and author of Bouncing Back from Rejection, told Healthline. Empirical findings have shown that people feel appreciated and gain a sense of accomplishment when they see others benefit from their efforts. She explained, "Imagine the intensity of that feeling when all the members of your family participate in something good, such as helping people experiencing homelessness or donating supplies to people who need them." There is evidence that being habitually altruistic raises dopamine levels in the brain. Becker Phelps said. This leaves people feeling calmer, having a greater self-worth, experiencing less emotional stress, and generally being happier," she said. 
Select age-appropriate gifts. Avoid the "I can't believe you bought me this" stare by choosing toys that suit the age, abilities, skills, and interest level of your child. The AAP suggests. Pay attention to the age on the box and make sure the child you're buying the toy for is either the same age as the age listed on the box or two years older. Jackie Kuko, senior editor of The Toy Insider, told Healthline, "Buying toys that are too advanced or not challenging enough can be really disappointing for kids." She said, "Shop with kids' interests in mind so that you know what they like and can give them a gift that's relevant to them." Having trouble selecting the right device for their age, Kuko recommends starting young ones off with kid-friendly smart devices that offer passcode-protected web browser features, so you're in the driver's seat even when it's in their hands. Set limits on electronics. You may be familiar with the side eye when a cell phone is used at the dinner table. In light of that, it's just good practice to set rules around devices or electronics. The holidays are a great time for everyone to unplug, and if new devices are sitting under the tree, start them off on a good path. Parents can choose to limit time spent overall or time spent in individual apps or activities. Andrew Moore Crispin, director of content at mobile carrier Ting, told Healthline. Parents can also exert some control over the types of content children can access by, for example, not allowing PG movies to be played without a passcode, denying access to games of a certain ESRB, which is Entertainment Software Rating Board rating, blocking access to certain apps or app categories. He explained, "Lead by example," more Crispin adds. Teach children there are appropriate and inappropriate times to use devices. They're useful, but kids need to understand why we implement rules and limits around smartphone or other device use. He said, "Just explaining that it's about encouraging smart and responsible use, as opposed to for the sake of being punitive or exerting control." He said, "Foster togetherness. Tis the season to pass on family traditions such as eggnog and carols by the fire, or the annual family snowball fight." How about taking things back a good thirty years and introducing them to a good old-fashioned board game? Family night is a great way to socialize together too. Just check the age on the box and pick a game suited to your kids' interests. Kuko said, "There are plenty of games themed to TV shows or movies that will hold older kids' attention too." She said, "Do things that make memories happen, such as cooking together or crafts." Holidays are a great chance to reconnect with family and spend quality time together. Brown said, who's also the co-author of the books Baby Four One One and Toddler Four One One. Make sure to prioritize and cherish these moments. Brown said. Keep safety in mind. There are steps you can take to avoid common holiday hazards, according to the National Fire Protection Association. Choose decor that's flame resistant or retardant. Keep candles away from decor and read manufacturer's instructions for the use of lights. Some are meant to be placed outdoors; some are not. Think about the safety of your family when you're away from home too. 
Remember that friends' and families' homes may not be childproofed, so you will need to be more mindful of where your kids roam and play and monitor them more closely than you might in your own home, Brown said. Or ask your host to find a kid-safe place in their home to hang out, she said. Keep calm and carry on. If you're running around like a chicken with its head, well, you know, it's entirely possible your kids will take a cue from you. So do things that will help you maintain calm, such as putting your feet up when you've got the chance. Because burning the candle at both ends is a recipe for disaster. Preparing the home for guests, traveling, buying gifts, entertaining, it's hard to do all that in addition to the work of parenting, Brown explained. Enjoy the moment. Know that the best holiday moments aren't scripted and take time to just relax. Your kids will thank you for it and they will look to you as a role model. If you are calm, they will be too, Brown said. Up next, a brain expert shares his seven hard rules for boosting memory and fighting off dementia by Mark Milstein from CNBC. The average human brain shrinks by approximately 5% per decade after the age of 40. This can have a major impact on memory and focus. What's more, brain disorders are on the rise. In 2020, 54 million people worldwide had Alzheimer's disease or other dementias, and that number is expected to grow. But serious mental decline doesn't have to be an inevitable part of aging. In fact, certain lifestyle factors have a greater impact than your genes do on whether you'll develop memory-related diseases. As a neuroscience researcher, here are seven hard rules I live by to keep my brain sharp and fight off dementia. 1. Keep blood pressure and cholesterol levels in check. Your heart beats roughly 115,000 times a day, and with every beat, it sends about 20% of the oxygen in your body to your brain. High blood pressure can weaken your heart muscle and is one of the leading causes of strokes. Ideally, your blood pressure should be no higher than 120 over 80. Cholesterol is critical to your brain and nervous system health, too. The American Heart Association recommends getting your cholesterol levels measured every four to six years. 2. Manage sugar levels. Blood sugar is the primary fuel of the brain. Not enough of it and you have no energy. Too much and you can destroy blood vessels and tissue, leading to premature aging and cardiovascular disease. Keep in mind that sugar isn't the enemy. Excess sugar is. It's easy for grams of sugar to add up, even if you think you're being careful. And usually, sugar will sneak in through packaged foods. Where is the sugar hidden? Look for these in the ingredients list. Dextrose, fructose, galactose, glucose, lactose, maltose, sucrose. And be wary of any product that includes syrup, such as agave nectar syrup or high-fructose corn syrup. 3. Get quality sleep. Studies show that people with untreated sleep apnea raise their risk of memory loss by an average of 10 years before the general population. For most people, a healthy brain needs somewhere between 7 and 9 hours of sleep a night. My tips for memory-boosting, immune-enhancing sleep? 
keep a consistent bedtime and wake-up schedule. Turn off devices one hour before bedtime. Do something relaxing before bedtime, like listening to soft music or doing mindful breathing exercises. Go outside and get in natural sunlight as soon as you can after waking up. Number four, eat a nutritious diet. One way I keep things simple is to have most, if not all, of these items in my grocery cart: fatty fish like salmon, avocados, nuts, blueberries, cruciferous veggies like arugula, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and collard greens. When food shopping, I ask myself three questions to help determine whether something is good for my brain. One: Will it spoil? In many cases, perishable is a good thing. The additives and preservatives that keep food from spoiling wreak havoc on your gut bacteria. Two: Are there tons of ingredients in that packaged food? And for that matter, can you pronounce the ingredients, or does it look like the makings of a chemical experiment? Also, avoid anything where sugar is one of the first few ingredients. Three: Do you see a rainbow on your plate? The chemicals that give fruits and vegetables their vibrant colors help boost brain health. Number five: Don't smoke and avoid secondhand and thirdhand smoke. Smokers have a thirty percent higher risk of developing dementia than non-smokers. They also put those around them at risk. Secondhand smoke contains seven thousand chemicals, and at least seventy of them can cause cancer. Then there's thirdhand smoke, which is not actually smoke. It's the residue of cigarette smoke that creates the telltale smell on clothing or in a room. That residue alone can emit chemicals that are toxic to the brain. Number six: Make social connections. In a recent study, people over the age of 55 who regularly participated in dinner parties or other social events had a lower risk of losing their memory. But it wasn't because of what they ate; it was the effect of the repeated social connection. To lessen isolation and loneliness, you can also boost brain chemicals like serotonin and endorphins by performing small acts of kindness. Wish others well or check in with somebody. Give a compliment without expecting anything in return. Make a phone call to somebody you don't usually reach out to. Number seven: Continuously learn new skills. Maintaining a strong memory is not all about brain games like Sudoku, Wordle, and crossword puzzles. Learning skills and acquiring information are much more effective ways to make new connections in the brain. The more connections you make. The more likely you are to retain and even enhance your memory. When you think about learning something new, approach it the way you would with fitness training. You want to work out different muscles on different days. The same goes for the brain. Mark Milstein, Ph.D., is a brain health expert and author of *The Age-Proof Brain: New Strategies to Improve Memory, Protect Immunity, and Fight Off Dementia*. Up next. Why are our knees so prone to injury? By Dr. Nish Menak from BBC Science Focus magazine. Unlike, for example, the hip joint, which is a ball and socket joint, the knee is a hinge joint. 
The bottom of your thigh bone sits on top of the shin bone, and the joint is held together by ligaments and muscles that can easily be sprained and torn. As well as being structurally less stable, the knee joint is also far more restricted, as it can only move forwards and backwards with a very limited amount of twisting. The moment the knee is no longer aligned with the foot. It relies on the ligaments and muscles for stability, which can easily be pushed too far and cause injury. And finally, surprising flu shot bonus from Consumer Reports on Health: People ages 65 and older who received a flu vaccine were 40 percent less likely than non-vaccinated people to develop Alzheimer's disease over the next four years, according to a study of 1.8 million adults. Flu shots may help retrain the immune systems in ways that protect the brain or reduce inflammation, the researchers say, and the source is the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease. Thank you for joining us for the Human Health Program. My name is Emily Crocker. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.